The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8.17, you're listening to WGNS on this Tuesday morning. And today in studio, we have guests from Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. And this morning, we'll start off with Parks Director Nate Williams. How are you this morning? Hey, Scott. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Appreciate you letting us uh, come out. It's a busy time for us. we got a lot of things going on. We like to have the opportunity to come in and tell you everything that's going on. Well, good. It, it's been somewhat hot over the past few days. How has that impacted the parks? Well, uh, not much at all. I mean, of course, everything's still growing. Our programs are still happening. For us, it's just making sure our staff stay, stay safe, our maintenance crews that are out there, uh, getting out earlier maybe than normal and to make sure they stay hydrated and everything. And, you know, I had the opportunity to visit another park system locally uh, just recently, and it just makes me thankful for the resources that we have to be able to take care of our park system, uh, especially this time of year and the hard work that goes into it. I was at our maintenance shop yesterday around lunchtime, and, you know, they come in pretty wilted, you know, at around 1130, uh, and then you know, then hang out and then get back out there about 30 minutes later. So they put a, hard, a lot of work into our park system to keep so many over 2,000 acres you know groomed and clean and then keeping our facilities clean safe and fun is one of our top priorities i'm real proud of the work that happens in that that's a lot of acres to mow and uh, i guess take care of every single week how often do they have to mow the different areas yeah they're mowing everything just about once a week and then we've designated some areas that are kind of the natural resource preserves so we have a natural resource staff that focus on those areas and those might be uncut you know an area like that would be the old fort park uh, we've got a center area. You remember when the whole park was groomed, and then we really f- started focusing on the steam stream restoration as a stormwater project. Uh, and it didn't look great for the first six months, but as it took hold, it really is really captured and made Old Fort really pop. And uh, speaking of Old Fort, there's a lot of great things happening at Old Fort. Um, old Fort was in the late 70s built. It was really the first big investment with the park system. Uh, and we're fortunate we've taken to council and gotten approved several projects at Old Fort where we're going to start designing um, the uh, renovation of our original eight tennis courts, uh, which is on the docket. And then we I um, uh, got on the docket, approved a contract to start designing the original ball field, redesigning and renovating that completely and stormwater and parking improvements. And, and the last thing that's already been designed and we're about to go to bid is the skate park. So uh, Old Fort Park was in much need of a kind of a, a modern facelift, and, and that's coming within everything should be done in the very foreseeable future so with the new skate park when is that actually going to begin you know the construction process so right now uh, we are in the plans review process so we've submitted the plans and then uh, so our, our planning team over at city hall take a look at it and they send it out for stormwater review and all of the other city departments uh, and it's going to get an administrative review and they'll get back to us with any comments that we need to make on our design uh, i think the the construction drawings are 90 percent done so it's just a little bit more on that to be able to take to issue to bid so we'll issue that for bid for about 30 days then get those and then uh, hopefully execute a contract take that to council and then uh, start building a, a skate park so ha- have you investigated how long it takes to build the average skate park of, of this size because it's a lot of concrete i guess it's a lot of concrete so i think it's less than 120 days to to do it so uh, we're excited to have that on and if people are curious of where that's going uh, you remember the old pavilions one and two 
at Old Fort Park, correct? Uh, the, the original pavilions that were torn down about five years ago. Yeah, that'd be uh, across that little creek yep. from Kids Castle? Across the creek. So they're going right there. Uh, and the reason being is that we've got the advis- in existing infrastructure for a parking lot uh, and some lighting and everything that we need out there. So we're able to put all the funds that the council has allocated to this project just into building that skate park. So it really makes us get the most bang out of our buck. So as you're driving down Old Fort Parkway, will you be able to see it from the road? Yeah, you'll see it in the distance. We've got a nice green space that serves kind of as a multi-purpose field with a backstop, but it'll be behind that. So you'll definitely be able to see uh, when we get it open because we expect a lot of people using it. And at the park, is it going to be like a, a bowl, you know, like a, a swimming pool type place yeah i'll be i'll be glad to share the design with you so you can see it but it's different elements we met three times with the community uh, to talk about what elements would be you know really beneficial to the local skating community and i've done a lot of these public meetings and i tell you this was one of the most productive as far as just engagement and we came to a design that we thought was really good and it's a lot of streetscape type of skating which is really popular around here Uh, a lot of the areas that you can't skate uh, that people want to we've incorporated with the design of the park Uh, So people are able to enjoy the areas that they normally can't ride their skateboard on or whatever type of amenity. And, of course, you'll have a fake city hall out there and everything for people to to grind on. (laughs) You will have a a fake city hall. That's exactly right. So So that's going to be coming very, very soon, it sounds like. Yeah, we've got allocated funds. We've got a design that's almost ready to go. Uh, The biggest part of our job now is uh, getting something that stays within the budget that we have. And that's been our goal from the very beginning. But I think, uh, you know, really Old Fort Park is, you know, smack dab in the middle of the town. Uh, There's a lot of great things going on. Uh, Some of the great stuff we have going on is at the Adams Tennis Complex. Tennis is huge in our community. Um, It's something that's growing, that's thriving. And we've got just a great group of people who uh, make it just a focus of their life and their kids' lives. Uh, And we've got Eric Kiros with us this morning, who's our superintendent. Eric joined us a year ago. Uh, so we're, we're lucky to have him, and uh, he's our superintendent at the Adams Tennis Complex and he's done a great job uh, over there in kind of helping us grow the game of tennis and the things that we have to offer, and then also what it means to have value in the membership at Adams Tennis Complex. Now, Eric, at the Tennis Complex, you guys have tournaments out there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that takes place there on a fairly regular basis, right? Absolutely. We, Especially in the summertime, we've had a tournament almost every weekend. Um, Last weekend we did um, junior team tennis, where uh, you know children uh, from all over the state competed as as teams. And then uh, previous to that we had the adult USTA. We've got our own tournament coming up uh, next next in the in the fall. And uh, MTSU also does their tournaments out there. But Nate was talking about membership value, and so we've had a lot of programs like Bump, which is basically King of the Court. Or queen of the court and we do that on mondays wednesdays sundays and saturdays we also do it for juniors on fridays uh, we have mixers now so depending on your level uh, you can uh, just sign up and we'll pair you with someone so i think that's really important to knock down those barriers of just like hey i don't know someone i'd like to be able to play tennis so we're really excited about doing those uh, programs for everyone and we've seen our membership grow as a result because people are saying wow i've got an opportunity to play at this public facility, you know, the outdoor courts are always first come, first serve, but those indoor courts sometimes, you know, come at a, come uh, are hard to find. And by, you know, opening those up with our programs, we're able to get a lot more people to participate. So, Eric, what first got you interested in tennis? Because uh, this is a, a line of work for you. Uh, it's definitely a, uh, 
uh, a labor full of passion. What got me started, honestly, I was a, a bookworm and I school really came easy to me. And then s- somehow I discovered tennis and I go, this is really challenging. It's like all these concepts about patience and um, discipline. I know what those words mean, but tennis really gives me a kind of an opportunity to kind of flesh that out, get to know myself and I think it's a microcosm for living and you know just learning how to deal with adversity and also it's it's an opportunity to give back you know to be involved in my community to enrich your life you know it's 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 a place where I think a lot of people find happiness and joy and so it's like it's just it's it's like a perpetual machine it just keeps feeding itself you just you know for me I just can't get enough it's just so much fun so once the parks start working on renovating the outdoor tennis courts, do you expect to see an influx of folks coming actually indoors to play tennis? Um, no, I think because it's um, it's still outdoor season. We still have you know 16 outdoor courts outside that people can utilize. The construction project shouldn't take that that long. Uh, there there might be some influx, but I think people this time of year prefer to play outside, as as evidenced during the weekends when. Uh, even when we have tournaments, people are going to try to play outside as much as possible. Uh, I see them coming in in the evenings um, on the weekends to play bump because, again, they're just trying to find someone to play. But, um, you know, th- it might put some extra demand on our indoor courts, but I think we'll be able to make it work. It's a good time of year to do the project. So for those who've never been to the Adams Tennis Complex, kind of tell us what it's like. Well, it's very welcoming. It's open. Uh, it's for everyone. It's... Um, I think we really focus on the customer experience. So if if you don't have a racket and you don't have balls, we 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 happily provide those for you. Here, go take a basket of balls. Here's a racket. You know, it's on the honor system. It's it's almost like a neighborhood park in in many ways where you you know, we really try to take the intimidation factor out of it. It it's a very nice facility and sometimes people think, "Wow, this is a must be a private private club." And it's not. It's it's a it's part of uh, parks and recreation. It's open to everyone, and we want to make sure everyone feels that, you know, that they can go out there and, and, and use the tennis courts and be able to play. And you know, we're still working on our offerings. Where, you know, if you're an adult and you want to play tennis, we want to have lessons for you. We do have a very robust junior program, and we've got junior camps this year. We're doing them outside because um, I do believe tennis. You know, if you can play, it should be outside. But you know, some people are a little older and. You know, the heat can get to you. It does get to me as well. And so having those air-conditioned courts in, indoors really, you know, is extremely nice. Um, we've got excellent viewing upstairs. So, uh, you know, it's a public building. We encourage people to just go up there and just watch tennis. And, you know, our job is to connect people. The number one barrier for people is that playing tennis is they don't have anybody to play. So that's, that's what we really try to provide is like, okay uh, come on in and we will show you all the different places where you can engage us and again i just think it's really important that we make everyone feel welcome because you know it doesn't matter who you are we want you to play tennis and are there days where people can just drop in and play or or yes are there, is that hard to do um well it's you know i i'm really trying to like um encourage people to to use the internet and look at our schedule and register online for mixers uh, we we don't want to turn anybody away, but we're really trying to increase our digital footprint so that people can just look on their phone and say, oh, there's a program here. Uh, we do have drop-ins, like I say, bump on Sundays, which we've had up to you know 60 people, which is kind of kind of amazing to me. I've never 
never seen that many people want to come in and play bump in the evening so we utilize all eight door courts we do it also on sunday where you can just drop in and we don't ever force anyone to play tennis so you can come in late you can leave early uh which is a really great program you don't need to know anyone so it's a great way to kind of just get started and to make friends and start building those relationships uh and then we have other programs of course too where you just you know we're trying to get you to register online for the mixers that's based on your level we play doubles and you know and then the winners go up and then if you happen to be behind then you just go down and you split up so uh we're we're really trying to you know connect people as, as many ways as we can you know um eric uprooted his life in oregon and came here and he's never complained about anything except for two things he said he gets hot playing so he's complained about the heat and then the allergies <laughs> so true. i think that's just about what everybody's complained with but you know eric came from uh from oregon with his three kids his two young kids that joined our city school system and uh, uh we're glad to have him here in murfreesboro has been an asset to uh, uh, to the city and the Parks and Recreation Department, and that's dedication because that's a long commute to work every day. For <laughs> what, what was the What was the drive, Eric? It took you three days to get. Uh, well, it's funny. I, um, I I was really fixing to get here on Friday at at before you know City Hall closed, and um, so we we just we drove um, within the speed limit, but we drove um, <laughs> but we drove uh, twenty no thirty two hours, thirty two hours straight with with eight hours of sleep, and that was it. That, that's a long ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though. We got we. I took the kids out. Like we would stop at Idaho Falls, and I go, "Okay, kids, I want you to run up this hill." And they're such willing participants. It's like, "Sure, Dad, let's go run up the hill." And it was just fun. And we're we, you know, we didn't we didn't grind the trip too much, but we you know obviously love Murfreesboro. And, my, and, and if I have not just say this because the reason we moved here was quality of life, and I really. I really cherish my position here because I have an opportunity to increase the livability of Murfreesboro. As wonderful as a place as it is, I, I have an opportunity to really um, enhance that with the tennis. You know, we appreciate that vision because all we want to do is really improve the livability and you know uh, take what we've been trusted with to make Murfreesboro just a livable and happy place. And I think Eric saw that when he came and visited. Uh, and, and has really implemented what our vision is a, as a broader perspective as a department than a much broader perspective as a city and our goal as a city uh, to implement that. And fortunately, we, when we had him visit last August, it was one of those random days when it was only like a 76 degree high. Uh, so he thought that was the weather year round. Right good there. timing. <laughs> it was really, really good timing. So across the country, I'm curious, what are parks like there? I mean, do you have city parks as large as Murfreesboro Parks? Well, you know, the interesting thing is when I worked for Portland Parks and Recreation for 10 years, um, they have similar infrastructure to what Murfreesboro has. And I would say Murfreesboro infrastructure is uh, newer, better maintained. But Portland's, you know, um, over a million people. Here it's, you know, 280,000 plus we also serve Nashville. People do travel in the area to utilize our facilities. So, um, I'm just impressed with how much beautiful infrastructure and how much access people have to sports, you know, for really what I consider a relatively small town, even though Nashville's close to us. Um, and, you know, I think the art department's really growing. I think it's, you know, really embracing the technology and looking forward to, you know, utilizing our online registration system, which, you know, other, other cities and other uh, departments, you know, are all, you know, catching up with what I would say are um, are, uh, you know, like the private industry also offers tennis courts and, you know, swimming pools and things like that. So, you know, really just keeping up with them and, and surpassing them and, and really our ability to serve everyone, I think, is 
is is what I think all part bureaus really strive for is that it, you know great equalizer so everyone has access to these beautiful amenities I think that's that's what I love about working for parks in particular so what were some of the more popular events or, or things for people to do in Portland versus here or are they very similar I think they're very similar you know I you know talking to Susan she's here as well you know they do like movies in the parks they do theater I, you know I, I've never been to a community center where they have a library a theater a swimming pool an indoor track uh, weight room you know i i just wish that the tennis center had a, had all those things too but you know it's great that we have <laughs> it's great that we have them at different facilities but you know it's just like um again it's just like i don't know if you if you grew up here if you just think this is normal it's not it's 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 kind of it's just this gem and again the livability here like all the different things you have um it, it it may they may have them in different places and different different ratios but we have it all you know and I, th I know we're continuing to grow and do better but i mean it's just amazing what we have hey, and we got a text somebody asking what hours uh, on friday and saturday night is the tennis complex open in old fort park okay well that's that's a that's a good question because um um on the weekends we on, on saturday we open up at eight and technically we close at five but we keep bump we just keep bump going so we really stay open until um let's see six to eight eight o'clock um on saturday and on sunday we close at seven but but really the, those last couple of hours are uh designed for bump uh which is a drop-in activity any adults welcome to come if you don't have a racket we'll get you going and the nice thing about that is it doesn't matter what your level is you know if you're more of a beginner we just start you at the bottom you know so you don't feel intimidated and it still will be a little intimidating I, i'm sure you know going somewhere that's new and you don't know anyone so we really try to mitigate that by making sure everyone you know feels welcome and kind to them and nice to them but you know there's a lot of people there that really go there like myself that just want to hit a ball and just you know they, they're antsy they just just want to play some tennis but they don't really have anyone to play so they they get on those upper courts and they just start you know competing against one another again uh, with us this morning from parks and rec eric kiros and then also we had nate williams on just a second ago uh let's take a quick break and we'll check on the forecast and we'll be right back you're listening to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning. It is 8.35. Imagine life without the debilitating pain of knee osteoarthritis. Do you have pain when walking, discomfort when going up or down stairs, getting out of bed in the morning? If so, you're not alone. The good news is there's a true breakthrough in treating disabling knee pain that may help you gain your life back again. Dr. Zach Dittmartson of Aspiring Health Clinic in Murfreesboro offers cutting-edge treatment and technology that helps pain sufferers avoid knee replacement and stay active in their senior years. This breakthrough treatment is non-surgical and drug-free. Knee osteoarthritis will not go away on its own or will get progressively worse. Don't wait until you need assistance to get around. Call now for your consultation and examination. Call 629-231-8309. That's 629-231-8309. Aspiring Health Clinic in Murfreesboro. 629-231-8309. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. Well, it turns out we have keyboards as well. We have Yamaha. We have beginner models up to ones that look good in your living room like furniture that, and all points in between traveling musician synthesizers and pianos well what about drums do we have drums we are music world and drummers den 2762 south church street 
across from Indian Hills Golf Course. The Murfreesboro Police Department fatal accident crash team is continuing to investigate a serious injury crash. The accident involved a motorcycle that reportedly hit a pickup truck on Medical Center Parkway this past Sunday evening at 7. The accident shut down Medical Center Parkway for about five hours this past Sunday night. The 35-year-old male motorcycle rider was critically injured in the crash that occurred between the Murfreesboro Fire Hall on Medical Center and the fountains at Gateway. Shortly after the man on the motorcycle was transported to St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, he was flown by a life flight helicopter to Vanderbilt Medical Center in Nashville, where he remains in critical condition. According to police, the motorcycle rider was not wearing a Department of Transportation approved helmet. The preliminary investigation indicates the motorcycle rider was traveling east on Medical Center when he switched lanes, colliding with the pickup truck. He then lost control of the bike and crashed. The driver of the Toyota Tacoma pickup was not injured in the collision. Investigators say a third vehicle, an Audi R8, may have also played a role in the crash. The sports car did not sustain any damage. Again, the accident remains under investigation by Murfreesboro police. Charges could be pending. Also in the news, the Middle Point Landfill will host its second community open house in the Rosenwald Community Center at Hilltop Rosenwald Park in Smyrna. The event will be between 5 and 7 on Monday evening, July 31st. The open house is planned to provide a behind-the-scenes look at Middle Point's operations and its role in the community's approach to managing waste, according to landfill officials. The event also allows Rutherford County residents to provide feedback and ask any questions they may have to landfill representatives. Topics landfill representatives plan to highlight include day-to-day -day operations, the financial benefit residents receive as the host county of Middle Point, and the long-term vision for the facility, the life expectancy of Middle Point, and what to expect and be prepared for if the facility were to close once it reaches its projected capacity in five and a half years. A food truck and games will be on site for all to enjoy at the upcoming event on the 31st. This is WGNS News. In Laverne, police are continuing their investigation into a robbery that was reported on July 4th at 2.15 in the morning. The culprit behind the crime evidently walked into a 7-Eleven gas station, pulled out a black revolver and held the clerks at gunpoint. During the incident, the unknown culprit grabbed the cash from the register, turned and fled the store. According to Laverne Police, the subject was described as a young Hispanic male who stood between 5'5 and 5'7. He was wearing a light blue baseball cap with a gray Aeropostale brand hoodie. The man was also wearing black shoes and gray sweatpants. Police ask that if anyone recognizes the subject or knows information about the holdup, to phone Detective Tanner Noakes at 615-287-8748. Again, that's 287-8748. You're listening to WGNS News. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go, you can get pastas or chicken, you know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops a high in the mid-90s. Tonight, partly cloudy and a low near 70. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 72.
If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 841. Again, you're listening to The Action Line and Parks Director Nate Williams here. And then also Thomas Laird listening to a podcast during this show. Not to worry, this will be I on thought, podcast. I thought this has been a great show, Scott. And then out of nowhere, I thought we were captivating, we were providing good information. And then Thomas just turns on a podcast, you know, in the last the, segment. You know, if you want to listen to something, <laughs> why not? Just go ahead. And he couldn't turn it off, which was the funniest thing I've ever seen in a long time. Because he was glued to it. He was glued to it. What's going to happen next? Don't you have a soundproof room in here or something? I mean, you're a radio. Well, yeah, but if, if you bring your phone in and turn on a podcast during the show, that okay. generally helps. It does. <laughs> So, so next we're headed to the what cultural arts and uh, Susan Hicks is with us. Yeah, Susan's here, and you know Scott, one of the things that we really challenge our staff on uh, is after any event, any program that we have, let's look at that, let's evaluate it, and see how we can make everything better. Everything can get better, no matter how good it could be, it can get better. And I think you know at a big scale, we had the Fourth of July celebration earlier this month. And it was the biggest, best show we've ever had. Um, I think people, it was just universally likable. We had Kanan Smith, who just did a tremendous job. Uh, the largest crowd we've ever had at the Fountains. And, and that's a testament to what Susan and her staff have been doing as far as just making things better, taking everything to the next level. And I, I like to say our staff across the board do that. But in the past couple of years, Susan and the cultural arts staff have done that with everything. You know, we talk about movies under the stars that's been around for, you know, 50 years. Uh, and this year we've added where there's some nights we have, you know, live music before, you know, uh, there's, a, a, she's going to talk about uh, movies under the stars coming up. Uh, that's going to be really fun outside with a unique theme that we're just thinking creatively ahead and, and trying to stay really ahead of the curve and provide unique and fun things to do for the community. So Susan's here. And it's just, like I said, has done a tremendous job in, in, in taking that to the next level. So Susan, what all is happening with cultural arts here? Well, we have two really unique events coming up with just in the next month. So this week, Wednesday, we have Roger Day coming to our pop-up camp at Old Fort Park. And he will be there at 10 o'clock. He is a wonderful children's performer. So if you have your children with you and you're coming to the pop-up camp to do some really messy art that you don't have to do at your house, um, just go ahead and plan on coming a little early. And from 10 to 1045, Roger Day will be there performing for your children. And so what age group are you mainly looking at for this uh, particular pop-up camp? Um, We usually have children from ages 2 to 12 is typically the ages we have come to pop-up camp and that's the perfect age for roger day as well and what's the affordable price on that susan the affordable price on this is it is free for the public (laughs) (laughs) and again where and when is that this is at old fort park and pop-up camp is from 10 until 1 and roger day will be there singing from 10 to 10 45. okay and what day was that this is this wednesday july the 26th and then also movies under the stars that's something that's been going on for like nate said what 50 years now it has been going on for a very 
very long time, and it is a wonderful program that we inherited at Cultural Arts. And we're very glad we have it. Um, this year, we, as Nate said, we've incorporated some singer-songwriters on Mondays and Thursdays before the movie starts. And that has been a great success, and people love coming there early and bringing their dinner and sitting around listening to the musicians play before we start the movie. So I'm curious, uh, 50 years ago, now, Nate, I don't know how much history you know on it, but you're talking about somebody had to bring out an old projector and film. Yeah, it was was pretty much that, and I think they served uh, snow cones and popcorn and stuff like that. So it was one of the really the first original longest-running programs Uh, in the history of parks and recreation has been one that I think everybody looks forward to every year. And uh, it's awesome that we can look at the movie list and I think people see the movies and they say, these are fun movies. These are something I want to go see. Uh, And and here's my guarantee. If you don't like your experience, we'll give you your money back. That's nice. It's nice. It's free, right? It was free, (laughs) but it's fun. Yeah. No, some of the unique things that we, we do, I think Susan's going to hit on it in a second, but in a couple of weeks, we got one at Sportscom, is that right? Yes, we have one at Sportscom in the outdoor pool. We are partnering with um, Kyle and his team. So we're going to have a night movie over there. And it's going to be a very famous movie with lots of fishes and boats and terrifying. <laughs> Can we so, say the name of the movie? No, we cannot. <laughs> So maybe we can get some guesses to what this movie is going to be. Or some theme songs like do 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 It is going to be great. We're going to start it about 7 o'clock on August the 25th. And people can come and be in the pool and watch the movie. Um, if they don't want to get in the pool, of course, they can always just uh, sit sit around under the little cabana type things and watch watch the movie with their blankets and just the same as they can on any other movies under the stars is the pool a little chilly at night or is it not i think it's going to be just right you can bring your blankets into the pool i guess right yeah bring your floats. <laughs> i don't know if i'd bring my blankets into the pool but floats would be fantastic you know i'm trying to think but we showed this particular movie i'm looking at thomas because we did this probably 16 years ago do you, you know what i'm talking about at Patterson Park, the indoor pool, at a special night in October, and Thomas and I did that together and put that on. Uh, and we showed the movie. It was dark inside, and Thomas actually built a dock inside oh, as cool. a prop. Do you remember what I'm talking about? And that was the first time I really experienced. <laughs> Halloween body parts. Yeah, yeah, we had body parts floating around. Um, but there's the first time I'd ever seen uh, Thomas's building skills in all its glory because he said he's going to build a dock for the pool, and I kind of laughed and. About three hours later, there was a real dock sitting in the pool. (laughs) I wouldn't stand on it, but it was a dock sitting in the pool. You you should have like a remote control shark, you know, in the pool Mm -hmm. during the movie night. Yeah. Might be a little much. I don't don't know. So, again, that's coming up just around the corner as well. But where can you find out about all the different events? And anything that we have, uh, Susan said it earlier, and I think Eric said it as well. Uh, anything we have is at MurfreesboroParks.com. You know, there's several Facebook pages that are, you know, you can keep up with specific facilities or, or the department as a whole. But our focus is really keeping our website up to date with what's going on. Uh, there's an interactive calendar, um, and, and that's a place that you can go and see pretty much everything going on. It seems like you guys have a Facebook page for just about every event and department out there. you got a lot to manage. Yeah, there is, and we're right now going through the process of evaluating on the, all the content on those and really getting kind of a schedule of when we're posting things and how they're communicated and putting strategy behind that so uh, you'll see those change in the coming you know months as far as as it is but the murfreesboro parks and recreation 
website and, and then the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Facebook page is just a tremendous place to stay uh, engaged with what's going on. Hey, and uh, I'm curious, any new plans on park additions or anything new coming up, more land that's being acquired or anything? Yeah, so we're really excited, Scott. On, on Thursday night, council approved uh, a design services contract with a firm to start master planning what portion of the Veterans Parkway uh, property is going to be a, a park. So that Blackman Park is kind of what we've dubbed it now. Uh, is going to start going through the design phase. They're under contract. Uh, we have our first meeting with them tomorrow. Uh, we're going to sit down with them for a few hours and really talk about what we think it could be, what we you know uh, think the potential is out there. Uh, but there is forward movement on that, and our council, our mayor, uh, has given us a very specific charge to get that going, get that rolling, and get something implemented in that side of town. And, and to give your listeners just kind of a, a preview of what we think, I think this is going to be uh, really the, the essence of a great community park. This isn't a park that we're going to have a ball field complex or anything like that. Um, this is going to be some trails, pavilion, playground type of uh, really good community park that will serve you know the communities directly around it within walking distance and then serve as a destination for other areas of the town as well so will there be wilderness type trails or will they be asphalt type trails we'll have to look at it and that goes into the designing process we we look at the the land we have a, a, an idea but then we bring in the professional engineers and landscape architects who help advise us on what's going uh, to be the best type of amenity for that area but we just have a general idea of what what people can expect and how many acres are you looking at yeah so there's about 150 acres total out there i know uh, some of it's going to be able to serve potentially schools other city services we've got to allocate on veterans parkway you know we're looking at just under 100 acres of park property which is a huge park by any account you know murfreesboro we've gotten accustomed to very large parks uh, you know, we've got Barfield that's 473 acres. That's an anomaly. That's probably, I would say, uh, off the top of my head, probably one of the biggest city parks in Tennessee, uh, you know, without a doubt. Uh, but you have other parks that are right at around 100 acres uh, are other big parks, and this will be another one of those big parks. And, of course, you also have a mountain bike course, which I don't think, I can't think of another city park that has that in Tennessee. You know, I'm sure they're around there. I think some uh, in, in East Tennessee have some. Um, but, you know, as far as Middle Tennessee, uh, to have a mountain bike trail that is maintained by the city and taken care of. And the thing that we have is the ability and the resources to take care of those through our maintenance department. We don't have to depend on volunteer groups or anybody like that to take care of those. And, and it's surprisingly mountainous out there. It's very mountainous. It seems like you've been out there and, and seen that area out there some. You know, I, I don't think most people really realize how rugged it really is. It is, yeah. So we've got a beginner, intermediate, and an advanced course. Um, if you go out there, and I always say this and try to get the word out, that if you even try the beginner, make sure you have the right equipment. It's very rocky. Uh, rocks move. Uh, they're big rocks you got to go over. So uh, go by our, our local bike shop. Moab is a great one here in town. They can tell you exactly what you need. Take your bike, and I promise they're not going to trail to sell you anything, but they want to make sure you have your right helmet, a helmet that's not expired because they, they do have a shelf life, and then make sure your bike is ready for that type of thing. And they do that and just show you what, what you need. And I think, uh, you know, Trek has a, mount, a bike store as well here in town that you can do the same thing. But uh, it's a great place. Our most important our biggest focus is just keeping people safe out there and that means knowing what you're getting into especially this time of year the air doesn't move as well back there so it's just hot it's on the back side of the hill so it just stays warm uh, so you want to make sure you're hydrated and have all the safety equipment you need to try it but i do encourage people to try it 
yeah, I've tried it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, we also have Thomas Laird here, like we mentioned earlier. I, I don't know if he wants to say anything or if he has uh, anything coming up. Is, he might want to just play his podcast for everybody. <laughs> so um, I, he obviously got bored two feet behind us. but <laughs> <laughs> No, I just want to encourage everybody to come out. Sportscom, Patterson Park, the McFadden Community Center, Adams Tennis Complex, Barfield Crescent Park. Uh, there's something at the parks for everyone. They can go to MurfreesboroParks.com and get all the details uh, from athletic programs to cultural arts programs to nature wilderness out at Barfield. Uh, I think there's something for everyone in the parks department. Hey, I'm curious. How does like Frisbee golf do this time of year with the heat? Uh, the hotter the better, right? <laughs> this golfer is extreme. It really the the. the environment the outside temperature and stuff doesn't affect the disc golfers much is there anything that is impacted by the heat i I mean do you have less walkers on the greenway or anything you know i think people look for the time of day that they use these amenities we don't see less but on my way to to the office at 7 15 you go down veterans parkway and then you see where the greenway ties in and I, i see at least a dozen people within that very short one tenth of a mile stretch every single morning so i think people come early or they walk a little bit later they're not walking from 12 to 3 but where you see maybe that adjustment uh we have a lot more people at the pool you know we're serving thousands of people every every day uh, our staff our staff are working really hard to make sure we can get people in to be able to swim and enjoy that activity they they make their adjustment i think people that live here are where when the hot times of the day are when you can do stuff now we've had out-of-town tournaments uh where they had the 70 year olds in the, the national adult soccer tournament the 70-year-olds, the first day, were scheduled for matches at 2 o'clock, and this was in August. So uh, after several ambulance rides, and, and the next day they got the older group in early in the morning and got their games in first. So uh, I don't think people that live around here are familiar with how to mitigate the heat, but I think most people here, they do a good job. We had one more question before we get off the air this morning. That was uh, where to put in for kayaks and canoes and can you do that or can you put in at any park yeah you can put in anywhere there's a water access there's a great spot at manson pike trailhead you could actually do that float from manson pike to thompson lane is a good float this time of year though you really need to check the water levels uh and just see because there'll be a lot of dragging if it's not been raining recently uh but this is where you get the ups and downs right so if you don't want to go if we have you know two three inches of rain the night before you don't want to get out there the next day because it would be so rough unless you absolutely know what you're getting into. But if we've been dry for a spell, uh, there's going to be a lot of dragging just because of the low river level. But yeah, Thompson Lane's a great place. Uh, Manson Pike, if somebody wants to any time of the year, uh, go put in uh, and get pretty consistent water. Walter Hill Park is a place you can go where the fishing access is. Uh, you can put in and you can go right up the river uh, as far as you want to, miles and miles, and there's always a, a constant water flow. And it's it's beautiful. I'm sure you've been up there before. I have, many but times. It, it's beautiful. You can go uh, all the way up and there's water year-round. You just want to make sure you don't get too far down uh, and don't miss the, the pull-out uh, where you'll get close to where the dam is. Yeah, less walking when canoeing or kayaking is usually best. Yeah, it gets a little bit arduous uh, <laughs> when, you're, right. when you're dragging a canoe or a kayak half the time you're out there <laughs> again this morning we've been talking with murfreesboro parks and rec and once more online what is the website murfreesboroparks.com sounds good well thank you for joining us thank you scott time right now eight fifty-seven. we have more news and information coming your way next 
The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You could enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. Mycomputercareer.edu. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like, ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. 